Take your Bible and turn to the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. You notice it says there in verse 1, Judge not that you be not judged. In other words, don't judge in a way that others could judge you back. Uh, what it means is clean up your own backyard before you start pointing at other people's backyard. Uh, in other words, before you try to get a splinter out of somebody else's eye, you've got to get the two before out of your eye. So it doesn't say you can't judge because we are to discern. But sometimes people judge in a critical manner trying to destroy. And so some kind of criticism can be constructive criticism. And there is destructive criticism. Depends on where you're coming from and the purpose of why you're trying to do what you're doing. But the, all of that takes discernment. And discernment comes from knowledge of the Word of God applied to experiences in life. And that's what reveals whether you're wise or not. You see, you can know the Bible and know verses in the Bible, but you're not wise unless you can apply it in the right way to the things that happens to you in life. So it says here in um, this verse 7, ask, ask. You ought to underline that word. Because, you know, Wednesday night is supposed to be prayer meeting, and so I think we ought to just maybe every once in a while I'd like to talk to you about you no know, prayer, uh, talking to the Lord. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is you talking to Him. And, uh, of course, when you read the Bible, God talks to you. So there needs to be a communication. And he says in verse 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Now just think about that. Wait, wait, you say, wait, 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 wait. I ask the Lord for a lot of things, and I don't get it. Okay, there's probably another verse that says something that we need to look at then. But just kind of get the gist of it right now and, and think it's through. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Did you notice that in those three verses there's responsibility here? You are responsible to ask. Doesn't the Bible say that God knows what you have need of before you ask? Of course, but that doesn't mean you're going to get it. Because God knows the future. God knows everything. But he says he wants you to ask him. And sometimes I believe God's children failed to ask the Lord. What do you want? What do you want? Ask him for it. And God, as many people say, will always answer yes, no, wait a while. Because he may not answer you right now. But what these words mean here is ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. It's not talking about just doing it one time and quit. Well, I asked him, I didn't get it, I didn't quit. It's the persistence of it. Keep asking. If you really believe it, keep asking. And you don't quit and you don't stop. You just keep praying. Pray without ceasing. That means don't stop. Keep asking. Keep praying. Look in verse 8. For everyone, it's, look at that, everyone that asketh receiveth. Hmm. And he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. Good night. Do you realize how powerful those verses are right there? Is this for real? I mean, is this true that there's a God in heaven that created the heavens and the earth and he's waiting for you to ask for something, seeking for something, knocking when the Lord opened up a door? I believe that one thing that are required is, and that's the word F-A-I-T-H. 
The word faith means forsaking all, I trust him. Faith, forsaking all, I trust him. And God wants you in the place where you trust him for everything. So look what he says. In verse 9, Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? I mean, if you have a child and, I'm hungry, Ma. Okay, honey, here's a stone. Would you do that? No, in in verse 10, Or if he asks for some fish, will he give him a snake, a serpent? No, why? God knows that you love your children more than to do things like that to them. But look in verse 11, if ye then, get this, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? You see the correlation here? About you and your children and the way God is? Did you know that there's a God in heaven that has the power to do so much and he has created us? And he's created us with desires, with needs. And he's waiting to hear from us because he wants to do so much. I used to think, boy, I'd have loved to have had a a rich dad, you know, a billionaire. million ain't enough anymore. A billionaire. And then when he dies, I get all that money. Wouldn't that have been great? My dad had a liquor still. Never had a dime. When he died, he he left me some empty jugs. (laughs) I think maybe a pair of old overalls. They wouldn't fit me. But here's God who wants to give it to us. And you don't have to wait till you die to get it. He's willing to do so much for you even now. And I believe we rob ourselves of tremendous blessings. And so uh, I want you to look there in verse 12. Now many people just call this the golden rule. You say, what does that mean? He who has the gold rules. It means do unto others and then split. Do unto others before they do unto you. No, it says do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But do you see that word there in verse 12? The word therefore? Did you know that that word therefore is because of what went before it? In other words, this verse is linked to those verses we just read. You see where it says, therefore all things, whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. But this is the law and the prophet. Did you know that whenever you pray, always understand, probably over 95% of all of our prayers has to be answered through people. Have to be answered through people. God uses people. And whenever you pray, I'm praying for a job. Where do you think a job can come from? A dog? A cat? It comes because there's a man someplace that has an opening and he wants somebody to work. And your prayers might be because of a job opening because God uses people. So God says here in this verse, Therefore, when you ask, knock, or seek, believing. I remember when I first went to Florida Bible College, I told the Lord, I says, Lord, I figured up all my bills and I got to have at least $1.75 an hour to make it. I had a wife, two kids, my school bill and all that stuff, and the rent, and all. Man, there was no end to it. I had to have at least $1.75 an hour. And the Lord, he got a hold of my paper, and he recalculated and re-added and so forth. He says, nope, you only need a dollar a quarter. He gave me a job for a dollar a quarter, and you know what? I made it. Because he said, he knew all, that's all I needed. If I'd have had more than that, I probably would have wasted it. 
So anyway, God met my need and he gave me a job making a dollar and a quarter. But you know what I did? Every day I get out of school, I'd walk down the streets and I knocked on doors, knocked on doors. And I'd talk about every business up and down the street trying to find it. Do you have an opening? I'm going to college and I need a job. I need a job. I need a job. I need a job. You know, the Bible says, ask and keep asking. Knock, keep knocking. Seek and keep seeking. You know what most people do? Sit down and, well, I just committed it all to God, and I'm just going to sit here and wait for that job to come rolling in. I got news for you. That's not the way it works. You say, well, God didn't give me no job. It's out there. You just got to go find it. Remember the illustration I gave you about the bird and how that God has provided for the bird? See, God made the bird have a desire for the worm. Did God make the worm? God made the worm. God made the bird. But God doesn't throw the worm in the nest. The bird has been equipped with everything that needs to find the worm. And God has equipped you and me with everything we need to find what we need. It's just that most people today are lazy. They're lazy. They will not work. They will not seek until they find or knock until it's opened. Or ask until they receive. You don't stop. You stay at it. And man, these verses right here kept pounding into my brain. Because I was sitting in a meeting one day and I heard a preacher make that statement. It means ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. And I, and I thought, oh, I've got to keep asking, keep knocking. But it was enough to keep me going. Until lo and behold, I finally found a job at Arnold Cellophane Company. Arnold. My last name. Right down the street from the church. And I wound up getting a job there. And then when it got to work, that didn't work because, uh, well, anyway, as we're moving right along with the story, I, I had a guy that needed somebody to kill bugs. So I started spraying homes. You see, before I became a preacher, I, I, was, a, uh, I was a killer. I was a hired killer. And so I killed all these little bugs, these little roaches and palmetto bugs. Man, I love to open up the cabinet underneath the sink and see them scurry all over the place. Man, I was just like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a machine gun. And I'm killing them all. Man, I walked out of there like victorious. I enjoyed every job I ever did. Now, some people, they just, man, I got to do that. Man, I, I loved everything. I don't care what it was. But anyway, this verse 12, Therefore all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, because you want God to use people to meet your needs. And the last part of that verse is God wants to use you to meet somebody else's needs. So do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Everybody helping meet each other's needs. But there's some people who don't care about other people's needs. Did you know that one of the reasons God may not meet your needs is because you're not helping to meet somebody else's needs? Remember that little illustration I gave one time about a man praying? Lord, give me. And the Lord gave. And then you shared. Lord, I need. And God provided. And you shared. Lord. And God gave. <laughs> Lord. 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 <laughs> right here, right here, right here, right here. 
Don't want to cause no fuss, but what about us? Eh. And then you lose what you have. As long as you prayed and depended upon the Lord, it's amazing what God will do for you. So many people take that verse totally out of context. But it's talking about in the context of prayer. Of God using people and God using you. So, see, there's other people that are praying. And that's why sometimes God will send you along at the right time to meet the right person. And they got a problem. And it may not be money they need. It might need that you have an ear to listen to their, their heartache. And to pray for them. And to care about them. And just to kind of encourage them. Uh, maybe give an illustration or something from your life. But if you do what you can to be concerned about other people. Because everybody's having a rough time. You need them, but they need you. And if you don't meet their need, God just liable not to let them meet yours. And they don't see this and understand this. And they think they can just get away with it. You can't. There are principles in the Word of God that will work. Take your Bible and turn to the book of Psalm 66. In the Old Testament, Psalms 66. These are just a few verses that might help encourage it just a little bit. Look there in verse 18. In verse 18, if you'll look at this verse, it says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Oh, no. See, God can hear everything. But what he means is God will not regard your prayer. It means that God won't answer the prayer. Oh, God can hear you. But he says his ears are open unto the righteous. It means that not only does he hear, uh, but he can respond to it. So we always need to talk to our Heavenly Father. And he says in verse 20, Blessed be God which hath not turned away my prayer. To see, you just because you prayed doesn't mean you're going to get the answer that you desire. It may be that God won't answer it at all. It won't be yes or no. It won't be, I ain't listening. And why? Because you regard iniquity in your heart. See, God knows when your heart's right between you and Him. And if there's something that's keeping you from really talking to the Lord, God wants you to examine your life. See, God has you in a place of need because there's something going on in your life that's not right, and God wants you to correct it. And uh, the problem is to get you to solve the problem, deal with the issue. Almost all problems are spiritual problems. Do you understand that? All problems are spiritual problems. So you've got to keep things right between you and the Lord. Now, uh, look there in Isaiah chapter 1. Just turn to your right there, to the book of Isaiah in chapter 1. I've covered this verse before, but uh, it won't hurt to look at it one more time. Look in Isaiah chapter 1. Look in verse 15, verse 15, where he makes a statement, And when ye spread forth your hands, look up here, you see people, uh, Lord, I need, and God says, uh, you're going to come up empty. Look what he says. When you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. In other words, there's reasons why. So one of the things that God does to our lives, we know we need something from God, 
So God allows us to have this great need, a crisis that comes into our life. So we got to go to the Lord. But we got, and then God says, uh, by the way, we, have to, uh, we, we, we need to talk. Sometimes God has to throw a brick at you to get you to slow down and stop and examine what's going on. See, there's more to it, more involved. And so God wants you to stop and to listen because there's some things that he wants to talk to you about that are more important to him than meeting that particular little need that you have. And God can let you suffer. Suffer. Do without. You say, well, why? Doesn't he love me? Oh, yeah, he loves. But you see, there's, there's more involved. Is, are things right between you and him? Is there anything between you and the Lord that you need to deal with? And, um, or what about between you and people? All these things are important in the Word of God. Look in Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. Since you're right here in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 59. And look there in verse 1. And look what he says here. In verse 1 he says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. Now he can hear, and his arm isn't too short where he, oh, I, oh I'd like to help you, but my arm is just too short. I can't reach you. I, I feel for you, but I just can't find you. That, 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 that's not God. God is so far away. Have you ever prayed sometime and it seems like the ceiling is made out of brass and your prayers can't get through? And I came across a great truth one day. My prayers don't have to make a trip. God lives within me. He lives within me. He knows my thoughts before I even ask. He knows my needs. So there's things that God knows and He wants to get done. But now look there in verse 2. Look in verse 2. If you don't have verse 2 underlined, you ought to underline verse 2 in your Bible. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And get this, your sins have hid His face from you that he what? He won't hear. It means that he's not going to answer you. It's like there's a God, got all this provision up there, and you're not going to get any of it. It's like, you know, having a rich uncle, and he won't give you anything. Maybe he don't like you. Maybe you're rebellious. Maybe he's carrying a grudge. But God is always for our benefit. You must believe God loves you. God loves me. But God doesn't tolerate sin, and you can't tolerate it in your life. So that's why when we do that which is wrong, and you realize it, and God gives you a little flashback, you better talk to the Lord about it. Keep your hearts right. Keep your hearts pure between you and the Lord. Now, take your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter 21, the book of Matthew, and chapter 21. Chapter 21. And look in verse 22. This is a very interesting portion of Scripture. You see there in verse 22, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, look at the next word, believing you might receive. It says you shall receive. Now, remember I told you there's a couple of verses that I haven't got to the depths of yet. It's hard for me to believe, but it says you've got to believe it. So I got... A questions and doubts. I, I got a hunch when I get to heaven, there's going to be many things that I could have had. And because of my lack of faith, my little faith, I never got. 
I'm thankful for what I have received. But I keep thinking how much more I probably could have received or done if I could only believe. That's why it says, Lord, I believe. Lord, help thou mine unbelief. And we always have these questions, these doubts. Well, look what he says. Ye shall, but look at the, the point of it. And see the verse right before this, where he says in verse 21, uh, Jesus answered, said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith, doubt not. Hmm. That's why there's some things that belongs to people who have faith in what God says and can really trust Him. I wonder how much they can actually receive and how much is because of their faith in the Lord. Or how little faith I really have. But He says, Ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also uh, if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Good night. When he says this mountain, he probably was talking to them. To see this mountain right here? The Mount of Olives. Now you and I know that when Christ comes back again, his feet's going to touch upon the Mount of Olives and it's going to cleave in the mist. So whether he's talking about any old mountain or this mountain right here. I've often wondered about that. I also know that when Christ comes to the earth and he sets up his kingdom upon the earth, uh, people won't have to worry about anything. God says, look, um, I'll take care of everything. When a man wants to slap you on one cheek, he says, go ahead, turn the other one. Because Christ will be here during the kingdom. See, those verses apply during that period of time. Man wants to sue you, he said, well, let him sue you. Wants your coat, give him cloak also, it won't matter. God will be here and justice will be served. You don't have to worry about anything. The vengeance is his, saith the Lord. God will take care of all of it. But until then, you and I, we have all these questions and doubts. What if you could live your Christian life without questioning and worrying about what God says and just believe Him? How much more peace and joy and happiness you'd have. Or to knock and finally found that job you've been looking for. Why? Because you didn't quit. Or because you asked and you just kept on asking. And you just kept on seeking. And you finally found what you were looking for. By the time we find it, we're too old to enjoy it. <laughs> I won't move right along yet. But look there in James chapter 4. Look in James chapter 4. Over there in the book of James. Everybody likes James. Here in the book of James in chapter 4. Look there in verse 3. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your own lust. In other words, you have desires that are not godly desires, and you want things for the wrong reason. See, I do believe this, that if I commit myself to the Lord, uh, there's a role of a disciple that I must follow. And if I will commit myself to do those things and discipline myself, I believe that my discipline will carry me to my ultimate goal. I will be able to please the Lord, and I will get within the will of God for my life. And so all i got to do is just obey and keep walking and yielding to the Lord. And if I will do that, then it's God's responsibility to take care of everything else. That's why he says in Matthew chapter 6, he says, Seek ye first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things. All these things, what? The things that you and I are not supposed to worry about. Do you know there's a lot of people, they worry, worry, worry about what they're going to eat, clothes to wear, place to live. And God says, I'll take care of those things. You take care of my responsibility. Lose your life for my sake and the gospel. And God said, I'll take care of the rest of it. But that's where faith comes in. And as you study the Word of God, and the more knowledge you have of the Word of God, the more you can trust God for it, and your faith grows, and you'll enjoy life better. And you'll have the peace and the joy that you really want. And that's what's going to make the difference. And then you're able to influence other people's lives because you've let the Word of God influence your life. You ever seen smoke? There's a song years ago, Smoke gets in your eyes. Anybody remember that? Smoke gets in your eyes. Well, I've had smoke get in my eyes, and I don't feel like singing when I got smoke in my eyes. I get teary-eyed because I get smoke in my eyes, and then I can't see too clear. Well, see, that's the way a lot of people are. Something's in their eyes, they can't see clearly. And so God wants to clear, clear things away. Set your affections and so forth upon Him, and God said that He will, he will bless you. He'll take care of things. Uh, look there in the book of Mark. The book of Mark. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The book of Mark, and chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. The book of Mark is a picture of Jesus Christ in constant motion. Almost every verse in the book of Mark starts like with the word and. And the key word is immediately or straightway. He was a servant. He was always going. He's a servant. And that's what you find in the book of Mark. So he's always going, always giving. And in Mark, and in chapter 11, look in verse 22. Chapter 11, verse 22. Jesus answering uh, said unto them, and you ought to underline these words, Have faith in God. Well, you've got to have a reason to have faith in God. You've got to trust Him for something. Well, you've got to need something then. So God is so good to us. He lets us, as children of need, have the possibilities of coming to the throne of grace and asking for help so that you and I can have all that we need in the nick of time. That's what He means. 